Hey everyone, welcome to Turnbuckle Boogie Season 2 Finale, Boogie Mania 2. I'm Timothy Styles, and with me is professional wrestler, cutthroat Cody Hancock. That is I, and I am just as excited for everyone to hear Boogie Mania 2 as they did Boogie Mania 1. It was a lot of fun, we had a blast, and it's worth the listen. Yeah, so... I just wanted to quickly let the people know before the show actually gets started, two things. Uh, First, what is Boogie Mania? Well, for people who've been paying attention to our show, every episode is named after a wrestler who is either passed, uh, shuffled on his, shuffled off his mortal coil uh, or has retired. And we generally talk about that person, uh, most cases, each episode, but After every 32 episodes, the season comes to a close, and we take the names of those 32 episodes, enter them into a fake tournament, and essentially, we fantasy book the tournament. (laughs) Would you say that's right, Cody? I would would call it the only time you were going to hear fantasy booking on Turbuckle Boogie, yes. Yes, most episodes you won't hear me going, you know what the WWE should do? Those are my least favorite podcasts. They need to give us fans what we want. (laughs) So um, that's it. So you'll hear me barking out matches and getting commentary from not only Cody, but our two guests who I'll uh, introduce after the the intro music. So that's what you're in for. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, as always, if you'd like to support the show, a good way to do it is by going over to turnbuckleboogie.com, clicking on the gimmick table, getting yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie. Uh, also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, leave or leave a uh, comment via uh, your podcast platform of choice. Please do. We encourage you. get Hit that Dave Meltzer five-star button. Five stars all around the board. <laughs> That's right. And if it's one star, well, we'll just keep it between you and I. Cody, are you ready? I think that we're just ready to boogie. Let's boogie! Welcome to Boogie Mania 2. Oh, I got to say like Vince McMahon. Welcome to Boogie Mania 2. No yeah, fanfare. Is someone going to sing America the Beautiful? Since he, I mean, a guy's a patriot and hates the national anthem. I mean, what the fuck is going on? He just goes, this is our anthem. This is our national anthem. He, you can just change your whatever you think the national anthem is. So if I get I, it, it's going to be done by Motorhead. Yes. <laughs> I would prefer that as long as it's not that that terrible "God Bless the USA" song. Oh, no, it's the courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue by Toby Keith. We'll stick the boot in your ass. It's the American <laughs> way. I think AJ Styles would orgasm if you heard that. Oh yeah, I, he would. I live in and woke New York, as everyone knows. So I I'm petitioning that the uh, new national anthem is um, "Rhythm Nation" by Janet Jackson. I've been petitioning <laughs> for that for a long time. Sold. You got a backer of me. All right. Uh, folks, welcome to Boogie Mania 2. I am your host, 
professional wrestling historian Timothy Styles. With me is my weekly co-host, uh, who is vaping. Oh, you're getting <laughs> fucking blitzed on the show. Well, Jamie's having a beer, so I'm allowed to smoke a little. Okay, all right, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's a professional wrestler, one half of uh, the tag team Death Proof, Cutthroat Cody Hancock. It is I. Hello, my friends. Uh, I could not be more excited for Boogie Mania 2. <laughs> uh, also, we're not alone, Cody. Uh, just like we were with Boogie Mania 1, we are joined by uh, comedian James Matter. What a pleasure, gentlemen. This is a joyous... Here, uh, if you're going to do the Vince, I'll be uh, Mean Gene. You can cut the excitement with a knife. Well, that was more gorilla. Whatever. Can I stop? Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, you know what I want to mention instead of waiting for the end that, folks, if you like comedy, then you will like comedy albums. Look up uh, James Mattern on uh, whatever your platform is. Forget iTunes, that. By the time this is out, we will be um, weeks away from June 3rd. The check spot is coming out as a special on YouTube. We are dropping it June 3rd. Um, Timothy might be a part of the project, so it's really cool. There's been a long time coming, so check out the check spot. Boom! The video, the special. Download. Share it. Yes, Matt, I've been- it if you want. I don't care. Listen to Aretha Franklin sing America the Beautiful from WrestleMania 3 and have a good yes. time, kids. Yeah, I'm producing backing tracks or I'm scoring it, basically. Yes, we'll you're see. Danny Elfman. That's right. I've, I've, I've completely become Mark Mothersbaugh. God bless. What do you want to say, Cody? I see something on your face. Have you seen how shredded Danny Elfman is? No. He is jacked. 68 years old. My man is tatted head to toe. And he looks in he looks like he's in better shape than Henry Rollins right now. Hell yeah. Mike, can we have that in Boogie Mania 3? Can we have Danny Elfman versus Hank Hammer and Hank? Please. Please. Well, down. And, and finally, we are joined once again <laughs> by half of the Mason Dixon line. Uh, and honestly, a dude who made such an impression on everyone last time Funny. that we agreed we have to get back Silas Mason. Listen here, baby. We're doing it right now. The thrill bill is back for Boogie Mania. So nice. We had to do it twice, daddy, on the Boogie Mania of season two. I'm so quick. I hit the last switch. I'm in bed before the room even goes dark, baby. It's very apropos, actually, because Dusty Rhodes makes an appearance in uh, in uh, today's show. So, um, well, uh, you know, Cody and I have already uh, explained what it is we're doing as far as conceptually before the intro. So uh, I'm going to jump right into it. The first match that's on the line is Cactus Jack versus Junkyard Dog. Oh, James. Gee. Right from the goddamn jump, you got to do this. I, I want to say this. Uh, as I was sitting down and randomizing the last 32 episodes and coming up with the, you know, the brackets for this, you know, faux tournament, I was like, well, this one seems harder to pick than the last one. It might just seem that way. So I forgot. Are we just doing how like, all right, so we're booking this. I almost think that Cactus should do the job. For JYD, but if we're just going on merit. JYD was very charismatic, but not a great in-ring worker. And Mick is great. But JYD packed a goddamn the Superdome before the Saints ever did. You know what? Yeah, let's ruffle feathers from the jump. I'm going with the junk 
yard dog because I went to a graduation party the night he died, and it was not a fun graduation party. So <laughs> redemption. I want to hear uh, the Thrill Billy's take on this. All right. Well, two things. One, whatever kind of rules it is would definitely dictate who wins because if it's a hardcore match, Mick Foley ain't winning it. He's just putting somebody over. It ain't a hardcore match. Also, in tournaments, we got to remember 1998 survival games or whatever it was called. Mick Foley has to wait till near the end to do the job. So he ain't jobbing out this early. He's winning the first round so he can do the job later on to somebody else. Ain't a hardcore match, probably. Cody, what do you think? You're the the tiebreaker. So for just a little bit of historical context, uh, I don't think they've ever had a singles match, but there has been a few tag matches where they have actually faced off with each other. Ricky really? Morton versus Junkyard Dog versus Cactus Jack and Bret Hart at Wrestle War 96. Love it. Which is kind of crazy to think about. I would love to watch the match later, but uh, I have an image in my mind of seeing some of my favorite wrestlers carrying a crucifix on Easter Sunday. We have the Sandman uh, who was crucified by Raven. We mm-hmm. had Antonio Inoki for some reason who didn't intern some new Japan on a cross. And then there's the image from the IWA King of the death match, Kawasaki dream uh, cactus Jack with the barbed wire crucifix for uh, the sake of Foley being God cactus Jack has to win. Yeah, you'll get no argument for me. Uh, obviously, real quick, brother. My uncle Sam on Easter, I shared that picture of Cactus Jack uh, with the cross, and it said, "Christ carrying the cross up the hill to Golgotha, colorized." <laughs> my uncle commented and shared on it, and he's like, "He's risen." I just was like, "Amen, brother." Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a t-shirt, but yeah, sure, it's Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> sure, why not? All right, Cactus out. So this tournament starts with the the. The only appearance of the great theme song, Grab Them, them Cakes. cakes. Yeah. And now, and we, we'll never see a thump over a grown man's ass again. It's a done. Thump. No, but you might see an ST plunge. Oh. Uh, next match. This is a fun one. It's Jerry the King Lawler versus Sensational Sherry Martell. <laughs> it's almost spit up. <laughs> Uh, Silas, I want to start with you on this one. God, I just want Andy Kaufman in her corner. That's right, Lawler. I have beat all these women. I found the toughest one, Sensational Sherry. And let me tell you, she's pilled out and she's ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I love this, Silas. I love him. Oh, yeah. Fucking put over them. uh... God, I would love Sherry to win. But man, I'm going Lawler, man, because I gotta stick to my guns, and uh, that's just that men can beat the shit out of women in these things. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do specifically oh, at, at least have two episodes every season uh, uh, about women. So right, I'm controlled misogyny from here, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Cody, what do you think? Who's winning in a match with Jerry Lawler and Sherry Martell? Uh, it depends on how much cocaine Sherry Martell can get her hands oh, on before Lord. the match starts. <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> Are you looking for an answer? That's for the me? deciding factor. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
Well, how much? <laughs> no, I'm not waiting for an answer. There was a little bit of a lag, but no, I think that uh, for I'm going to put a hot take out there. I'm going to say uh, Sherry Martell uh, wins with the uh, powder in the nose. <laughs> Everyone's favorite finisher. <laughs> she Waller throws the powder at her. She just holds open the nose. All goes in there. <laughs> this is terrible. Guys, I don't think that hasn't happened in the past. I mean, <laughs> some things in wrestling history, but whatever. James, um, what do you got? First of all, both takes so far have been spectacular. Um, I, God, I would love Sherry to win. I mean, Sherry uh, was such a good wrestler. Her as a manager with the faces she'd make with Harlem Heat and uh, were insane. And when she was Queen Sherry, just looked like she got some of Walter White's shit. It was spectacular. But um, <laughs> we got to go with arguably one of the most underrated guys in the history. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is such a great worker. You can disagree with a lot of shit in his life, but he was unbelievable. And I'm going to go with the King. You know, uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the conversation of cocaine, so James and I, uh, used to have a backyard, we'll say comedy, right? Wrestling federation or whatever. I mean, it was just an excuse for us to get together and tell jokes while people put on the most phoniest matches you've ever seen. One of the characters was this kid named Kurt Cocaine. Kurt Cocaine. And he kept in the flannel breast pocket a baggie full of some mystery powder, which he would use to do the Popeye spinach gimmick. And then he would fire up. Now, damn, pal, looks like I need to find me some Kurt cocaine. Yeah, put it in <laughs> yes. Silas, are you are you cutting your nails in the middle of this podcast? <laughs> hey, I got a lift later, bro. <laughs> it's eight thirty at night where we're recording. Hey, bro, if I if I may, if if I may, pro wrestling etiquette one hundred and one is to always trim your nails. Whenever you can. Yeah, I forgot later. I took a nap after jujitsu. Oh god! I got I no excuse. <laughs> Next match: John Cena versus Raven. Cody, who do you think wins in uh, Mister Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect, and the uh, leader of the flock? Well, let's imagine an ECW One Night Stand three scenario. Right. Oh. So you have John Cena that goes in being booed out of the building about to face Raven. He gets the title back from Rob Van Dam somehow, and then he defends it against Raven. And then John Cena decides to become more violent than he's ever been. He hits his super comeback and then he wins the day. And then the entire room gets burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, James? Um, look, I love Raven. I love that he is so smart and says that you only need five moves. And he says one of his moves was laying in the corner. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's my kind of dude. That guy's the best. Um, but I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? Are we kidding ourselves? It, you got to put Cena over, but what an entertaining match that would be. I want Raven to play head games with Cena and show up dressed as Peacemaker. I want him to do that. Can you imagine Scott Levy starring in an HBO Max 
fucking show. Can you imagine him as Peacemaker? Be the best. They would have canceled it seven minutes into the show. Yes, sir. That's a fun game I want to play. Recast all these Rock and Cena movies with other wrestlers. You're welcome. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Earthquake starring uh, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> no, even better. How about... <laughs> what's, the, what's the one? <laughs> Jumanji with Earthquake. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's put John Tenta in with Kevin Hart and, and the hot blue girl from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, you're you're not- man. Silas, Silas, do you side with John Cena? Oh, yeah, John Cena all the way. Hustle, loyalty, respect. You can't beat that shit, man. And Raven's going to be bleeding like JBL was during their I Quit match, like the whole time. It's going to be awesome. And then, like, as the building's burning down, they're like, well, I'm glad we're telecasting this from three different locations. We'll have to fly them all out to these other locations. Philadelphia is no longer a viable venue. <laughs> I didn't the entire we- state burns to the ground. <laughs> Just It's done. I didn't realize we had so many John, John Cena marks here. Dude, I got his fucking autograph around here somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell yes. I met him when I was like 12. I uh, touched his skin and it felt like plastic because of how jacked he was. You know what I'm saying? I want to do steroids when I grow up. Oh. <laughs> I think they, you're supposed to say drinking your milk, Silas. Right. Well, I mean, I was a stupid kid. I didn't know what I was saying back then. <laughs> you, take, you take your vitamins, you say your prayers. Yeah. Next next match, speaking of Nigel McGuinness, Nigel McGuinness versus Nick Bockwinkle. Oh, my goodness gracious. James, go ahead since you've got the floor. I mean, I'd root for Nigel. I like Nigel. I like that Nigel used to come out to an instrumental by Oasis called Fucking in the Bushes. That is my kind of guy. Fucking. <laughs> um, sir, Mr. McGuinness, um, we're very excited to have you here in uh, PPW. Uh, this night, uh, it's great to have the Ring of Honor champion. What is your music you'd like to come out to? Fucking in the bushes. That's what I'm coming out to in front of these children in the fairgrounds of uh, goddamn Mudville, Kentucky. Uh, but look, you got to give it to Nick Bockwinkle. He's gonna he's gonna do his his hair's gonna look great. He's gonna smell like Aqua Velva because he <laughs> yes. was a 53 year old man for 45 years. It. <laughs> I I smelled the minute I saw him. He was like every uncle who came in and told you about the pussy he got at Thanksgiving while your mom was like, Ixnay on the Ussie pay. He's a kid. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to go with slick Nick Bockwinkle. Silas, who do you think wins in Nick Bockwinkle versus Nigel McGinnis? Well, as the inaugural winner of the Nick Bockwinkle Memorial Battle Royal, despite what dirty Joe DeFalco keeps telling everybody, I got to go with the winner of the Memorial Battle Royal's namesake, Nick Bockwinkle. It might be a little too early for the -the over-the-top rope disqualification deal. There will be some tomfoolery. He ain't taking that Tower of London shit. I'll tell you that right off the fucking bat. He's like, (laughs) that doesn't work for me, brother. I'm just going to hit you with a goddamn forearm. I don't know, some bullshit that they always want with, but it's like, oh, a suplex. How'd that beat him? Fucking who cares? (laughs) Big Michael was going over. What do you got, Cody? Um, I don't know if I ever had the opportunity to tell this story, but I'm going to keep it very brief. I had 
an embarrassing moment with Nick Bockwinkle that I ultimately wound up having to apologize to him for. You he told didn't it on the know. show. Yes. So uh, I was drunk at an indie show and he was cutting a promo and I saw the camera and thought it'd be a good time to uh, reenact Jay's would you fuck me bit from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> and tucked my junk and rubbed my nipples and put on chapstick seductively. And I eventually told Nick, Hey, I made an ass of myself one time when I uh, saw you at an indie event, I would like to buy you a hot dog, sir. And he let me buy him a hot dog and he said, no hard feelings. So in appreciation of Nick Bockwinkle, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. You know, my personal opinion is I love Nigel, Nigel McGinnis, but um, his hair doesn't get uh, talked about enough. Uh, he was a pretty cool guy from the eyebrows south. But you don't like that old that when he was in the wrestler, he had that wild hair, right? I don't remember. That, it's that been movie? a while since I've seen that wrestler. Well, you don't like to cry as much as I do, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next match. It's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes versus Canyon. Oh uh, uh Cody, oh, I'm gonna I'm going to let you take this first. There has to be a pre-match promo to where they outlisp each other. Number one, oh. <laughs> that's if first and foremost, that has to happen. And I mean, I am a huge fan of the 2000 era of guys that just do cool moves, but unfortunately I am siding with the American dream, baby. And there will be a bicycle involved in the finish. <laughs> bicycle. <laughs> S- Silas, uh, who do you think uh, wins in uh, Dusty? This seems obvious. Dusty Rhodes versus Canyon. Listen here, Canyon. I don't know how to tell you this. You know, you're a great young player here, baby. But I just got to say, I got the book on this one. And the people, I'm talking about the people that just want the American dream to go on to the next round, daddy. And so I'm going to need you to do a little something for my cowboy. And that's count them last. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Dusty Rhodes most likely has the pencil in this scenario. If it was Mortis, I'd maybe have a slightly different opinion. Huge Mortis, Mark. Yeah. And uh yeah, I met Glacier. I told him I was like, man, I was a huge fan of Mortis back in the day, man. I just need a picture with you. <laughs> this must be an age thing, James, because were you into Glacier and Mortis when it was the shits, right? For well, us. Glacier was a failure because they hyped it forever and yeah. was, but Mortis was kind of cool and he had Jim Mitchell and shit. Mm-hmm. I kind of did a thing. I did that roast of Pritchard where I, I, I did a couple digs at Glacier, had no idea. He was going to be in Cody Rhodes' corner the next day. Was in the audience, I found out, retroactively. And people, that joke got a big, oh, and I realized that fucker was there. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's not your fault. How would you know? He probably had his half mask off. Also, whatever. The dude was Glacier. He knows it. He's probably on 16. <laughs> doing fine. Um, I got, look, you know, I go with Dusty. But I'd make it interesting. And I would set it up for whatever the next matchup. Um, based on Canyon's history, I would have the lights go off and then some music play, and Gold Dust comes out and they embrace and confuses the shit out of Dusty, but Dusty still gets the W. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, so long to Canyon in more ways than one. Oh. Uh, 
They're both dead, sir. We resurrected uh, them both to have this match. Buddy, Dusty Rhodes is immortal. I'm, I'm convinced. All right. Given. So next match, the recently retired Triple H and uh, his opponent. This is a little conceptual. Sergeant Slaughter's chin. Not to be confused with Sergeant Slaughter, who is also in the tournament. So, uh, who, I don't know who to throw to for this. Who would like to have a crack first? James, have at you, it. You should make it fair. It should have been Slaughter's chin versus uh, Triple H's boots. We should have fucking done that. Uh, schnoz, schnoz. Yeah, well, look, I got one too, kids. What do you want from me? Hey. Um, Look, fuck it. Let's have... No, I don't want to kick... Sounds like Hunter's going through some real shit of late. <laughs> I mean, he 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 just became fucking Kendall in God. If the WWE succession, we thought he was Tom. He's he's Kendall now. So I'm going to go with Triple H. What do you think, Cody? So there's already two chins that are represented uh, in this tournament: uh, Antonio Inoki's and Sergeant Slaughter's chin, except. Antonio Noki's chin is still attached to his face. I don't think that without the nasally tone of Sergeant Slaughter, his chin would hold any power. So I am going to go with the game. Silas, obvious, right? Triple H versus Sergeant Slaughter's chin. I mean, I think if he hit the, that damn thing with a sledgehammer, the sledgehammer would break, pal. <laughs> That's going to be a spot in the match. <laughs> Oh, big old dramatic cell fakes the heart attack. Oh, rolls the chin up. Yes. Oh, oh, my heart. Oh, I'm going down. Uh, he, pulls a, chin up. he pulls the Fritz Von Eric. How do you pin a chin? And when? You Very put careful. its shoulders to the net. You bring out Johnny Knoxville and you get a big ass mousetrap to capture it. Oh. Oh yeah, there yeah, that's the finish. Right. Yep. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Triple H is going over. Uh next is this is a serious gap in generations here. Gorgeous George versus Sabu. Oh fuck. I would pay to <laughs> this goddamn uh, Silas, let's hear it from you first. What who do you think wins in Gorgeous George and Sabu? Well, I mean, George has to jump him while the fucking ring, like, canvas is being changed, right? Because gorgeous George comes out, perfume everything. They're changing the ring shit. Sabu just fucking falls off the raw sign, dies. Nice. George pins him. One, two, three. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Cody, what do, you, what do you think? Sabu or gorgeous George? I think Sabu does a... Uh, triple springboard moonsault plancha off of his his big tank of Florida air. <laughs> There's either Florida air or Gorgeous George uses arrogant spray to spray in Sabu's face while he's attempting to do a triple indie gainer. Uh, I'm such a Sabu fan, though. That's the the important the unfortunate part. This match would be wonderful to recreate in some facet. I'm going to, I'm going to put one in for Sabu. Yeah. You know, it's, we're really, what we're talking about here is the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, uh, death defying, so-and-so, et cetera, et cetera, versus 
the womanizing, misogynistic, uh, drunkard. You That's know. why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James, who do you think wins? You're the tiebreaker between Gorgeous George and Sabu. I grew up loving Sabu as well. It would be great. At the point, I had a band where we would come out to Sabu's fucking theme music. It was That's a right. great time. Hoopa Blues. Uh, yeah, so let me book. Let me so let me have some fun with the booking. Um, I want Fonzie to turn on Sabu and go with Gorgeous George. So I'm putting Gorgeous George over, and Fonzie will be in George's corner in the next match. That's God. fucking gold, honestly. If I remember, Fonzie and George. Yes, that'd be fun. <laughs> Let's be honest. I've only had um almonds today and Estella. So I'm gonna forget that I fucking did this book and mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next match. This feels like it goes on forever, right? But whatever. All right. Next match, Baron Von Raschke versus Antonio Inoki. I don't know uh, where to begin. Uh, Silas, we'll throw to you first. Who do you think wins uh, in a the Axis of Evil match? Man, you know what? I, I'm, I'm taking it away from the Germans on this one. I, I'm giving it to Ola Inoki because... I've seen a thousand percent more of his matches than I've ever seen a Baron Von Rashi's matches. I can't recall a single Baron Von Rashi match I've ever seen, but I've never seen a thousand Japanese dudes line up to be slapped by him, probably because he's dead. So going for Anoki. Ichiban. <laughs> what do you got to say, James? Go ahead. Von Rashi's alive. <laughs> Oh, I think he became a school. T- it seems like ninety percent of the old AWA from that the Vern Prime somehow all became school teachers. I just think they they went from okay, Vern, that's it. To all right, take out your books, ladies and gentlemen. Today we learn about James Polk. Like that's just <laughs> what they all did. Um, I loved that. I mean, Baron Von Raschke was, was ninety seven in eighty six. It's crazy. Um, the access to evil idea is hilarious. So, is the referee Italian, or do we, or is it? Or well, do I, we, I didn't mean to reintroduce uh, basically the same bit from Boogie Mania One. Uh, you know, Fritz von Eric and Boogie Mania One made it very far, and, and we felt guilty that we put over a Nazi so many times. So, uh, we're in the same line of fire again this time. I think Baron was more. If we're going to be real. World War One, which is a little more tolerant of that Germany. Okay, they just, you know, them and the Ottomans, they just wanted to do their thing, dog. Um, come on, it's Anoki. Fucking love Anoki, right? Cody, you agree? Uh, Antonio Anoki is getting put in the ringer. Baron Von Rasky ends up getting the claw, but his jaw is so big because of his chin, he can't wrap it fully. Anoki smacks him in the mouth. Insiguri, one, two, three. Antonio Noki wins. Yeah, Baron von Rasky doesn't get a whole lot of love. He's easy to dismiss because he never really uh, made it too far past the uh, AWA. He just stayed because he fucking had to teach on Monday in Grand Rapids. <laughs> this poor son of a bitch. That's a stark contrast from uh, oh, who slapped John Stossel? Doctor D. Doctor D. He's going all the way. If he's in this thing, I'm fucking voting for him every time. He's not in it, but I'll look out for Boogie Mania 3. All right, next match is 
Scott Hall versus buckle up Trish Stratus. Oh, Silas, I'm going to throw to you first. Man, can you uh, can we replace Scott Hall with me? Because I'd definitely take the <laughs> from old Trish. I'm like, baby, I'll take whatever you want. Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, hey, you know what? Scott Hall, he was always willing to do the job in WCW. But I just don't think that's happening tonight, man. Fucking razor's edge, Trish Stratus, paralyzed for the rest of her life. Sorry, baby. <laughs> so, so he's not pinning her twice? Oh, no. He's fucking just hitting her with a razor's edge over and over again. <laughs> uh, James, what do you think? Look, he reset. Look, if, if this was, if he was, if this match was Boogie Mania one, a lot of jokes that I would do, but I, I feel weird because he's. So now I don't know if I want to put him over. I would have, if he's not dead, put Trish over. To me, that's a fun matchup to give to Trish. It's like, of course. But now I'm feeling sentimental and everything, but also I kind of want to get rid of him because if he keeps winning because of sentimental, that's more jokes that we can't fucking do because he's freshly dead. <laughs> it's fucking, as a comic, this is very goddamn tough. And I can't stop thinking of the picture you posted on Instagram of Trish with the Wanna Wrestle shirt and people going, hey, I want to hang out with you. You having the goatee. You know, I'm just posting a random picture, stupid. Um, God damn it. Let's do Scott so I can have this dilemma again in the next fucking round. Scott Cody. Hall. Cody, who, who's winning between Razor Ramon, uh, Mr. Machismo, and uh, Trish Stratus? God damn. You're, uh, you know what? Ooh. Silas, I'm with you. I would pay any amount of money to have that match. Yeah. To tag put in. in. Put me in. Here I go. Double leg. That's it. <laughs> I would let her head scissor me for three hours. I'd never tap out. There. As a gentleman who remains a gentleman because his fiance is in the same Where? fucking living space right now <laughs> and in the living room watching television, I will say this about Trish Stratus. She started off and I could not give a shit, but she got really, really good. And I will say historically, Scott Hall was known to put people over under the right circumstances. If the circumstances were right and for the sake of not having to bring up any ill mannered jokes about if Scott Hall goes further in this tournament, you know that he's going to get in the bottle. Come on. He's going to show, he's going to show up drunk to the next match. He's not going to be able to perform. And it'll oh. be on TMZ. And hey, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Trish Stratus wins. Wow. I love Cody. She did get better as a wrestler, but you know what stayed the same, the exact, the whole way through her career? Whatever titty butter she found to get that shine. Holy smokes. Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. I dip my face in that titty butter. Be sure to go to Turnbuckle every morning. Be sure to go to the gimmick table at turnbuckleboogie.com and buy your very own Turnbuckle Boogie titty, titty butter. butter. Titty butter. Boogie butter. Cut out. Give me that boogie butter. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Ed. Now that all the ladies have uh, turned the podcast off, uh, we'll move on moment. to the next match. Next match Johnny Saint 
versus Bob Orton Jr. Cody, who wins in a match with Johnny Saint and Bob Orton Jr.? So this is something I've actually been talking about at the school recently. I am a huge fan of professional wrestling magicians. And Johnny Saint was, in fact, a magician. But if you look at European chain wrestling, unfortunately, it is a lot of magic, for the lack of a better term. Cowboy Bob Orton passes off Hep C to Johnny Saint. He's unable to perform. And unfortunately, we have the cast involved as well. He can't even get a proper wrist lock on him because of the cast. I mean, it's the odds are not in Johnny Saints' favor. As much as I am a fan of European bullshit, I cannot pass him in this tournament. Did Bob Orton Jr. have Hep C? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Bro. He didn't tell anyone about it. Either. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I think they can cure that shit now. You should be good. <laughs> so wild. Uh, James, what do you think? Who's winning in Bob Orton? The, let's give him his proper due. Let's say all his nicknames like they used to. Go ahead, James. The ace cowboy Bob. I mean, ace is perfect. Cowboy's perfect. Two of them. The bodyguard. The bodyguard's fine. The bodyguard ace cowboy Bob Orton. Junior is spectacular. Uh, I love him. I might go with, I think I'm going to go with Johnny Saint, but um, the last time I know his, his, uh, his other son a little bit, Nathan, he's a comedian in New York. He's very funny. The last roast battle I uh, judged, he was in and I got so angry at people not knowing who his dad was. I'm like, this motherfucker's dad paid, <laughs> got this kid, put food on his table with a cast. He had to leave the house with a cast. <laughs> Every day in fucking St. Louis to feed this son of a bitch. And you guys don't, I mean, I might've been drinking that night too. And I might've had some whiskey and uh, might've been going through a breakup, but whatever. God damn it. Whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to go Johnny Saint because I want Silas to have a tiebreaker and to make it interesting. Yeah. Silas, you get to split the vote here. All right. Well, I do remember one time I was in Oregon. All right. So this is legal CIA. Whoever's watching this. But uh, I was watching fucking uh, Johnny saying them, and I rolled me up an old hog leg of that Oregon weed. And all I remember is like, man, this guy's like fucking James Bond, man. He's got those damn baby <laughs> tattoos on <laughs> I didn't even know what I was seeing. I was like, whoa, this guy's doing like the, oh, oh, I'm just like, God damn it. Like, it is like magic trick, but uh, the loaded Hep C cast. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that um, cast had, had needles in it and that's why it had Hep C? That's probably what happened, yeah. He loads, loads, you know, that British magic ain't nothing for American steel, baby. Let's go, Bob Orton. So you got to see Johnny Saint? No, I just watched it on TV. I felt oh, like I, I was there, though. God damn. All right. Well, Bob Orton goes I over. I was there. I was so high. I thought I was in the front row. Brother, I, I was higher than a draft's ass. <laughs> Bob Orton goes over with his finishing maneuver, the Hep C. All right. <laughs> uh, next match William Regal versus Ricky the Dragon. Steamboat. Oh, my God. Uh, whoo, let's see. James? 
Who, who, who do you, this actually, I think, might be the best match on the whole tournament. It's phenomenal. I mean, did that ever happen in WCW? Yes, it did. WCW Fall Brawl 1993. Also, okay. Starcade as well. Well, I might watch that after I um, finish this and eat Chinese food and get turned down by three women in the uh, lobby here at the casino. Um, God, that's a great matchup. I really respect William Regal, and he's spectacular. I have a place in my heart for Ricky the Dragon. I think he was the shit. I wish his wife didn't want him to stay at home and he could have had a long run with the Intercontinental belt. And uh, I loved him beating Flair. God, he's the best. I got to go. I have no, nothing funny about this. I'm just going to go with the Dragon. I love the Dragon. Silas, who do you side with? Well, I did get to meet Ricky the Dragon uh, two weeks ago. He was at SPCW. Wow. And, uh, gorgeous La Follette, Tennessee. And uh America's pretty cool pretty cool guy. But uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really have too many jokes for this one. I definitely want to see those matches the uh, old Cody was talking about. But I definitely think uh you know Regal is amazing. Regal's great. Love everything he's ever done. Cody has like a very good uh series of matches with him from like the early days. But I mean Ricky the Dragon was an NWA champion. For a reason, baby. And he was fucking jacked out of his mind in 89. Right. Yeah, if you really think about it, I mean, aside from that uh, that world championship, um, these two are kind of not remembered in being – they're just below the main event, sadly. And they don't, they don't really belong there. Cody, do you agree? Uh, so I, if I remember correctly, because I remember one of the matches, and yeah, they were – uh, mid card. And I think that the WCW television title was a focal point of their feud. Uh, I also thankfully have had the opportunity to spend time with Ricky steamboat. And I have also been able to spend less time with William mm-hmm. Regal. I spent time with Regal outside of wrestling. And then I spent three days with steamboat. Both men are, there's no jokes to be made. So just, uh, I have to go with Regal. I have to go with Regal. Yes. Yeah. I have to. And he seems like a good hang too, except for that. He's probably covered in lizard shit on his shoulders. Other than that. (laughs) Great dude. Why would he be covered in lizard shit? Dude, he's like really into, he's really into giant lizards. Huh? I guess you learn something new every day. Yeah, some people got dogs. This guy has giant, like, kimono dragons in his house. Hmm. (laughs) God bless him. Yeah, and he he loves old school heavy metal. All right, next match. This one is fun. Mil Mascaras, or Mil Mascaras. I never was clear on how to pronounce it. Versus the shortest wrestler in history. Sky Lolo. Oh. I mean, this is a good one. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't know who technically wins. Sky Low Low don't do jobs, and I'm willing to bet Mil Mascaras uh, probably feels the same way. Cody, what do you think about Sky Low Low versus Mil Mascaras? This is a hot take right here, okay? Mm. Neither one wants to do the job, okay? But both of them tell the promoter that they're going to do the job they get into a dick measuring contest. Literally or figuratively? Figuratively. All right, just checking. And eventually 
Mil Mascaris body slam Sky Lolo from inside of the ring to outside of the ring and then decides to do the diving cross body from the top rope to the outside, takes himself out and Sky Lolo at the same time, double elimination. Wow. <laughs> that, that might be how it goes down. Uh, James. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, look, you don't want to buy but in the next round, but all these tournaments always do. And also, look, the last show we did was fucking five hours. We could... We could <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely eating. I'm going to have to get the Chinese food at some fucking point. This is exactly a notice. This is a Dusty's in the back fucking chomping on goddamn hot peanuts. Enjoying this. Look at my work. Go boys. Uh, it's going to be a no decision. I'm going no decision. Yes, Cody. Yes. I'm down with it too. But uh, just for reassurance, Silas. I have no idea who Skylo Lowe is. Like not even a foggiest. <laughs> Uh, he's the sure shortest he's the shortest dwarf wrestler he's the shortest champion in wwf history i think he, he's like something like four foot five or something he was like the midget champion of the world or something oh uh, i forget well, he, and he wrestled he a huge hog then right <laughs> yeah oh. tripod. Well, you have to have a giant hog so of if course he did the big measuring contest you know he'd probably win so that's Fuck it, yeah, just give him a bye because he pulls that fucking dick out. The referee has a heart attack, can't fuck. He's just like, hey, man, that's too big of a <laughs> That hog is illegal, can't continue the tournament. So, and then Mel Mascaris is paralyzed on the outside from that flying crossbody or whatever. Like, <laughs> Keep in mind that Mel Mascaris's judgment was clouded because if he didn't get his shit in, he wouldn't be happy with the match, and that's what takes him out. Right, hoisted by his own petard, as they say. Can we do a mask versus hog match? Can we do that? <laughs> My what, what happens if you if you have the hog and you circumcised? <laughs> yeah, it's lucha dia, whatever that is. Let's. Yeah, mask versus foreskin. <laughs> I want to see that match. So it's, it's, it's hood versus hood, baby. Hood versus. <laughs> All right, next match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Missing Link. Oh, I mean. James, I'll let you go first. The the Missing Link was actually your submission. Uh, You you named that show for me. I loved him. He was utterly ridiculous. I think he's the first wrestler I remember from Parts Unknown, which is my favorite. Um. My favorite territory and town in the history of wrestling. I mean, Stone Cold quick. I mean, you just don't even waste time. I mean, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do 10 minutes of beers that you know what I love about Stone Cold. He's spectacular still. Drops at least one out of every four beers that gets thrown to him and doesn't even flinch. I love it. Let's just get to that quick. Stone Cold. Let's do yeah. it. Silas? Oh, yeah. Link gets in the ring. Austin, one kick. Stunner. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Cody, do I even need to get your commentary? <laughs> the celebration uh, afterwards is going to be much longer than the match itself. Right. Yes. Everyone starts saying what. Everyone goes what? happy. Everyone what? has a buzz. And what? Stone Cold Steve Austin wins. Yeah. Next match, Kenta Kabashi versus the actual Sergeant Slaughter. His chin has already been eliminated from the third of it. Now the rest of him gets to compete. 
Kenta Kobashi versus Sergeant Slaughter. Cody, I'll let you get two words in this time. So I am going to say that this match would actually be really fun to see because I am a I'm a Sergeant Slaughter advocate. So I think that it would be really exciting to see the way that Slaughter would actually bump for Kabashi. I still say to this day, any wrestlers that are listening to this right now, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm joking, but <laughs> please look at the way that Sergeant Slaughter takes turnbuckles. Nobody in the business has been able to replicate it like him. And I think it'd be an, an actual incredible match. Kent Kabashi owns a piece of my heart and my soul. It's Kabashi. Yeah, he chops him to death. Yes. Don't you agree, Silas? 100%. Plus, if Sarge is going out there compromised anyway, he saw his chin lose earlier <laughs> in the night. He shook. He's rattled in his heart, man. Cody, you got something? His chin was too large for him to tuck on the burning hammer. <laughs> hey, he's gotten out, you know? He's gotten out for a while. He lost the, the tournament. He can get on the get on the horn and talk to people. You know, it's like, you know, I just my chin lost earlier. I couldn't tuck it on the burning hammer, you know. Like, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, no, Kabashi, man, all day. Yeah, I agree. James? All right, well, then I'll just have some fun with this. Uh, first, um, are we making Slaughter um, – are we having the match in 2022 and is Slaughter a heel? Because if he is – that he's a Russia sympathizer right now. We're going to do that. <laughs> uh, he's going to cut promos against the Ukrainian children. It'll be great. Um, so when I did that roast years ago, I mean, if he, if slaughter's out, let's get this, um, this antidote out now. He, not only is he out, his chin is also out in the first round for bad weekend you know. for him. Bad weekend. Um, we're leaving Sunday. We're waiting for an Uber. I won't use the name of the uh, executive who uh, we were hanging with, but he was dabbling in wrestling podcasts, but secretly did not like wrestling. And he was amazed the whole weekend of All Out or All In and uh, was making jokes to me and Shuli about it. And we're waiting for an Uber to go to the airport and Slaughter is in this huge vehicle and he turns, gentlemen, would you like a ride to the airport? And I see this executive who really knew nothing about wrestling just become a child and become enamored and goes, um, no, we're okay, Sarge. Thank you, though. <laughs> all the other grown man spent the whole weekend calling us all booger eaters. And then in that moment, goes, thank you. Thank you, Sarge. We, we could have got in a car and went to the airport. I had no interaction with him all weekend. Man. He's nice of a guy. He's like, you guys just want to share a car? And it, no. Um, so it doesn't matter. So I'll put Slaughter over just for fun because of that. Well, fair enough, but sadly, he's been eliminated. Uh, two more matches in round one, and they both seem really easy, so I'll try to make them quick. Uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig versus George the Animal Steel. Silas. Fucking <laughs> sorry, Steel. You're out of here. Yeah, no one likes George the Animal Steel because I think he was a backstage stooge. Oh, I didn't uh, really what Hart said. Yeah, like a uh, lot of people. I don't know enough about it. A lot of people don't talk positively about George the Animal Steel, and it's because he was, a, I guess, a backstage agent and was the first to go to McMahon with anything, any little thing. Damn it. Well, fuck him then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though he was great in Ed Wood. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in Ed Wood. Played Tor. Now, that, that is a fucking movie that more people need to see is Ed Wood, for sure. 
All right, I'll get right to the point. Goodbye, Georgie Animal Steel. But yes, all, all agreements. Uh, he chokes on the turnbuckle pad. Yeah. Hitting <laughs> <laughs> oh, pulls a rib on him and puts arsenic in the fucking turnbuckle pad. Uh, oh, oh yeah, funny. Yeah, he grind. He <laughs> takes the foam. He rubs his shit, his own shit into it, and then repacks it so that when he chows down, he gets dysentery. All right, final match of round one. This might be a landslide. I don't know. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Jim Cornette. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Sorry. Someone had to uh, face either one of them. So, uh, Cody, I'll let you go first. The image in my head of Jim Cornette taking the front atomic drop and the back atomic drop and him selling his balls and his asshole at the same time while he prances around with the tennis racket before he gets double-legged into the sharpshooter is something that is making me smile. Obviously, Bret Hart goes over. Silas, do you think Jim Cornette even gets in any offense at all? Jim Cornette makes his entrance falling off of a scaffold, tears <laughs> both of his knees, <laughs> is put in a sharpshooter for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we haven't heard, though, in our booking meeting uh, is uh, there have been no run-ins. And you would think that the Midnight Express might come in. James, what do you the think? The Foundation's out there. His entire family's oh, out there. That's right. I you can all them fucking what? jump over the <laughs> You can get every iteration of the Midnight Express. Every single one of them gets sweet staying out there. It still wouldn't be enough for the amount of people out there for the hearts. James, what do you think about Jim Cornette 2022? <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> I still think he's fun. I mean, he's a fun, entertaining fella. Um, God, I mean, he would happily <laughs> do the job for Brett. But also, I, Silas, I love that you bring up the scaffold. So what did he get paid for? He, the scaffold, $30,000 for that, which in today's terms is $958,000. Always has to remind you. Always has to. Always has to do the inflation now. I just fucking love it. Bobby did the pin. He got paid out eighty-five dollars, which in today's money is nine million euros. Every <laughs> Jesus Christ, you could turn on CNBC and they're not breaking down the god. Fox Business doesn't break down the goddamn currency <laughs> like this son of a bitch does. He got sold out house at seven people in my aunt's backyard, which in today's terms. Just give it to Brett, goddammit. Well, so round one is over, and I got to tell you, I just glanced down at my list here, and uh, man, we are left with exclusively only legends. Things are going to become very difficult. So round two. But, 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 just real quick, does Silas have a take on this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, please, go ahead. Off the scaffold. Oh, no, he fell off the scaffold. My apologies. Wait a minute. The whole the 45 minutes is just the just every the member of the Midnight Express fighting the Hart family. Outside the ring, while Jim Cornette's like, "God damn it, I'm tapping! Yeah, I'm tapping! Bring the fucking bell! Yeah, that does, bell. that does sound like a hot finish." <laughs> Guys, I just it just dawned on me if Silas, if, if we go with Silas's version of this match, <laughs> we just had a heart win because someone fell. Oh, oh stop! Oof. Oh. Oof. I'm moving. I'm gonna act like Cody <laughs> didn't interrupt. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Man, that's dark. <laughs> I didn't fucking do it, but it just dawned on me. That was- <laughs> Dude, you did it. I'm pointing, I'm pointing down at you. From you. They can't see it. It's a podcast. All right. <laughs> okay. Round two. The first match. We're down to 16 people here, folks. It's Cactus Jack versus Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> Tough one, right? Uh, Cody, I'll let you get your uh, word in first. So I'm just doing a brief thing because my brain has told me that this has happened. And not popping up. But so I will say, I'm going to say Lawler. Uh, The reason I'm going to say Lawler is, is that once again, like James said earlier, he is unsung in my opinion. The man of the, all I have to do is punch you on the comeback and wasn't afraid to get his nails dirty. And I think the match would be exciting. Uh, And I'm going to book it like Cactus was just coming up in the Memphis territory. Silas, do you agree or disagree? I 100% agree. Lawler, there's this match with him and Bill Dundee where he has one eye and Dundee's just like popping around and hitting him on the good eye like and like ducking behind him where he can't see him. Just like Lawler's so good at selling. But enough about that. This match, Cactus Jack gets his entire body lit on fire with a fireball <laughs> and then gets hit with a fucking pile driver. And that's just, that's the finish. Like he just fireball instead of just barely hitting his face. It looks like the fucking, uh, wish you were here album cover of the guy just like (laughs) completely on fire (laughs) for those boomers watching. That was one of them, uh, Spotify songs from back in the day, uh, man. Yeah, it is strange. It doesn't get talked about a lot. Jerry, the King Lawler used to make regular use of the Sheik's fireball. Why a King would throw fireballs. I don't know. Why a sheik would throw fireballs? Sheik. I don't know. So yeah. monarchy I mean, throw fireballs. Yeah. What, James? He'd throw them as a baby face. Yes. Uh, he threw one in Andy Kaufman's face. God damn it. Love Spectacular it. wrestler. This oh. match actually has happened. I found that out. Sorry to interrupt. USWA or, or in uh, WWE? Uh, Memphis. Wow. Yeah, that... Cody, you don't need to check to see if these matches have happened. We don't need facts on this stupid fantasy it's, show. It, it's... Look, I'm have... wrestling sabermetric. I want numbers. I want to crunch the, na- the numbers. I want to know what Cactus Jack's um, win above replacements would be. I'm, I'm one of these guys. I'm Hill's <laughs> character in Moneyball. James, tell me if this match has happened. John Cena versus Nick Bockwinkle. Yes, it, it has in my my dreams every day, guys. <laughs> yeah, my dream, Nick Bockwinkle puts him in the figure four for uh, uh, 30 minutes. Boy, Nick Bockwinkle would be a great peacemaker. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. He actually would. Yeah, uh, go, go ahead, James. Let's, I mean, look. <laughs> what a tough one. You know how I feel about Bockwinkle. He bored the fuck out of me, but I kind of like, I would have loved to sat next to him and then tell store i feel like him with a glass of doers oh my god and a cigar is spec would have been just the best time ever i feel like towards his uh last few years i bet he actually told stories about the old timey days with a cigar and and scotch and but also because he's so fatherly and grandfatherly i feel like he put you on his knee and was like listen, <laughs> listen youngin about this um i'm gonna give it to nick bockwinkle silas 
John Cena and Nick Bockwinkle. Just goes for that sleeper that he was always known for. Fucking duck through. Attitude adjustment. Cena wins, baby. Super Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Cody, you're the tiebreaker. I am going to say that I, as somebody that used to once take the piss out of John Cena. Oh, no. Yes. Wow. I must be the only one who likes Nick Bockwinkle. Nick Bockwinkle did uh, a great deal for wrestling in Vegas specifically. And I think for this being a Vegas based podcast, I will say Silas is shaking his head right now. I (laughs) am going to go with Cena. And they how boring the AWA was. And it was 30 hours of wrestling in the eighties that we would get a week and you loved it. 20 of them was AWA and they'd repeat the same fucking matches twice in the hour. Like, like, like they'd be like, let's go to a thrilling Nick Bockwinkle current heading match. Motherfucker. That was the first 20 minutes of the hour. You're doing it for the, the third act of the, it's, I watched, God bless him. It was the, bo- oh my God. But I, I put him over because uh, why not? But yes, it's so fucking boring. Oh my God. Whatever. Fuck all you guys, except for, <laughs> <laughs> except for Silas. All right. Next match. It's an NXT showdown between the American dream, Dusty Rhodes versus Triple H. Oh, wow. Uh, who would like to go first? Man, this is hard. I'll go first. Um, Dusty's my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm fucking going with Dusty. It's an interesting match. That would actually be a fun... That would have been a fun WrestleMania match. I think the build-up would be fun. It'd be an interesting match. Um, dude, chiseled. The blue blood. The... Triple H versus fat goddamn country ass Dusty, <laughs> the son of the plumber, beats the son-in-law of the owner. Yes, you have to. Let's go. Uh, Cody, what do you think? Give oh, real Dusty. quick. Sapphire go in one corner and Stephanie in the other. Oh, my God. <laughs> Polka dots. Yes. Were never his suit. Oh. And he deserved more than he ever got. As far as his WWE run goes, Dusty motherfucking Rhodes. God bless you. Sure. Silas. I can't wait for that fucking promo package and like the promos leading up to it and the whole building. They're like, I had everything. Uh, I was the blue blood. But listen here, baby, I was from the American working class people. And baby, I just need y'all people's help right now. Just this one last time. I'm going to take old Triple H. I'm going to get that snozzola. And I'm going to shove it up where the sun don't shine, daddy. Dusty uh, Rhodes all day, every day. And he seems like an early favorite. Uh, next match, Gorgeous George and Antonio Noki. Uh, James. That probably happened. Maybe I'm no. not going to look it up. I think George no. dead before that. Huh. Yeah, I, th- I think we got to. Well, I don't know. Who knows? And who gives a shit? Right. Let- I'm going to say it did. Yeah. All right. We'll say it did. It did. <laughs> I, I think I, if I'm booking this, 
seriously, super squash. I George gets nothing in. I yeah. say he just takes a beating. Anoki beats the shit out of him in like three minutes, works stiff as fuck on him and and squashes him. Yeah, you'll get no disagreement out of me, but uh Cody, what do you think? Anoki. Uh, I only for the so sake quick. Uh, yeah. Only for the sake of we need to have a strong chin left in this tournament. That's right. <laughs> That's well, what we need. Uh, Gorgeous George had a pretty strong chin. Uh, but, there was, a uh, dim- was it a dimple in there? The, possibly. But, I mean, Hell look, yeah. he lost a lot. People failed to, you know, he really set the uh, business model for what Ric Flair and uh, Buddy Rogers and all these guys would go on to do. He lost a lot. Silas, what do you think? Yeah. Gorgeous George yeah. and Antonio Anoki. Anoki, man. 100%. I mean, he he kicked fucking Muhammad Ali in the leg so hard he had permanent injury afterwards. So, yes. and all, yeah, George lost all the fucking time. So, 100% he'd be going going under for uh, Anoki. All right, next match. Trish Stratus. Oh, tag me in, brother. I thought. Got one. Got one? <laughs> Did he uh, die between this round and the last uh, round? I, <laughs> I must have wrote it down wrong. Sorry, I was so excited to get tagged in for round two. Trish Stratton. Right. Fine. Scott Hall versus Bob Orton. Uh, Silas, what do you think between Razor Ramon and the ace cowboy bodyguard Bob Orton Jr.? I mean, you had the the Hep C loaded cast, but then also I could see uh, old Scott pulling that taser out on him. Yes, and fucking giving it to him, Daddy. So uh, I'm going to old Scott Hall, Cody. Now, unfortunately, there was an audio delay. I did not hear the match Scott announcement. Hall. What Scott Hall versus Bob Orton Jr. in a taser versus cast Scott match. Hall. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Scott Hall is absolutely going to tase Bob Orton. That way he doesn't have to physically touch him at all. And he <laughs> will just be very cautious. You know, despite the fact that Scott Hall was known as a reckless partier, I think that he played it safe. <laughs> sure. James, do you agree with all this? I think it would have been funny if Cody didn't hear it and just went on his instincts and just said a random name that wasn't the match. It would have been fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Cody, who do you got? Well, I think that Harvey Whippleman comes in hard with Lord Humongous and hits um, fucking uh, Stan Lane with a sock, and that's the big finish. Um, boy, that joke went nowhere. Hey, guys. Um, look, they all could be winners, just like my set I did an hour and a half ago. Let's go with Scott Hall. Yeah. Well, Scott Hall goes over. The next match is a bye for Ricky Steamboat. But after that, very interesting. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kenta Kobashi. Wow. Uh, Cody, I kind of want to hear your opinion. Oh, match. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the history of neck problems would stand no chance against Kenta Kobashi. <laughs> My, I am through and through. It's going to be really hard for you to put anyone against Kenta Kobashi for me. Uh, I respect Stone Cold Steve Austin and everything that he did, but also Kent Kabashi is somebody that I feel like more people should know about. So I'm going for him. Uh, I'm going to cut to James because I think Silas is the biggest mystery here. James, what do you think? Look, I, I it should be Kent uh, in a lot of ways, but Stone Cold's the shit. 
I, we can all deny it. He's phenomenal. I had a. I didn't watch all of Mania, but I watched uh, b- both things Sto- uh, Stone Cold was in, and I the big shitting grin that I had rewatching it both uh, made me feel good inside. I gotta go with Stone Cold. I love him. It's weird. He's he might be the biggest guy ever. I, I think we want to sleep on it, and you want to say Hogan, and now that wrestling's become big, and we can appreciate the Japanese wrestlers a lot. Uh, you want to give credit to these legends and the pillars and all those guys and the Enokis. Stone Cold is fucking huge. They've been trying to get him to do a match for years, and it's fun. I got to go with Stone Cold. I love him. I've said it on uh, uh, Turnbuckle Boogie a lot. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the Beatles of pro wrestling. He, he doesn't even need to be talked about. It's just understood. This guy's the best, and then there's everyone else. We could decide who we like about that. But that's my opinion. Silas, who do you think wins in a match between Steve Austin and Kenta Kabashi? Oh, man. You see, that's the thing. Like, Cody turned me on to Kabashi, and uh, he really, like, next him, him and Terry Gordy's matches, oh. there's some next-level shit that I watch. Like, just that, like, King's Road style. Like, even his, like, stuff in ROH was great. But, man, Stone Cold is the fucking man of wrestling. Right. But Kabashi drops him on his head, almost paralyzes him. Oh. The shitty Owen Hart roll-up to win, Daddy. The oh. worst-looking roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> Barely gets his hands on there. One, two, three. They share fucking... Uh, they try to share the Asai beer afterwards. Mm. Austin's just laying on the ground. Mm. <laughs> getting people to carry him out. God damn, Kanta, hell, hell of a worker, man. Almost as stiff as me out there, but uh, old Stone Cold had to win, or I was leaving. <laughs> what were you going to say, James? I, I think it'd be fun if, if Stone Cold wins, and out of respect to Kabashi, no beer, fucking sake. I, I want I want, I want want someone throwing bottles of sake to Stone Cold for him to catch. Hot sake. Hot, Hot ass sake. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna have some sake tonight. Let's go. <laughs> All right, get some sake tonight. The last match of round two. Depends on how much money I have in my wallet. What? <laughs> what? The last match of round two is one that is actually pretty well known. It has happened. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig versus Brett the Hitman Hart. My now God. we could do some uh some sort of fantasy. Well, that's what we are doing, fantasy booking here. So you can rewrite history. Uh, Silas, who do you think wins in Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart? Man, I love Kurt Hennig, uh, but Bret Hart's the fucking man. Like, in terms of, like, in-ring stuff, I don't think really – I mean, Guerrero and stuff like that, like, in different style, but, dude, too many motherfuckers watch Shawn Michaels. Not enough people watch fucking Bret Hart. Let's go, Bret. That's been a thing that's been coming up a lot lately, too. Team Canada, Daddy. I'm all about Canada. I love Canada. <laughs> well, James, do you disagree? <sighs> yes, I'm going to disagree. I look. I love, <laughs> I'm down with Brett. I'm team. I'm team HBK. I. It really. That really is a. They're not. Those two might not be the Beatles and Stones, but they've kind of become like you can tell a person's personality if they're more HBK or. Uh, Bret Hart and I am and a oh God and I hated I hated Shawn Michaels when I was younger. 
I love that dumb fucking kick. I love it. I love tuning the band up, but he's not in this. That's fine. I find Brett kind of boring. And even though he's a Raiders fan like me, um, I'm going with Kurt Henning. And also, God, we used to get a big kick out of Kurt Henning's bulge was a work. I'm not. (laughs) But there was something about we used to joke about it. That kid, he clearly would would um what's that called? He would fluff himself before matches. We do hear his sense of humor of what he is. I guarantee you that dude was like, "Hey, wait till they see me on the the hard camera." Pun intended. Um, in a few minutes, I guarantee. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, seriously. <laughs> John Holmes in his prime that could not compete with Kurt Henning in Survivor Series 90. I'm putting over Kurt Henning and his third leg. Now, Cody, does anything weird happen like uh, more fecal related uh, silliness from Kurt Henning? Does he uh, poop in a bag and hide it in Bret Hart's gig bag? Or is he is he just flat out losing? Well, I... So... I know that we talked about how this match has already happened. If you haven't watched it, read your Bible, sirs, go back and watch any match that they ever had, honestly, because it was stellar work. And I am a Bret Hart fan. And I feel like we are in this really cool turning period to where there was a large period of time where there was more people that were on team Michaels as opposed to team Hart. And now Hart, work is being dissected and being applied in a lot of people's work like CM Punk and FTR. I think that his historical relevance is going to actually stay intact. And that was a concern that I had at one point in time. I wish he had a little more couth sometimes, but I am going to say for years, I think. Oh, I think he still is, but I think that I hopefully things turn around for him and he realizes that people do value and appreciate him. I am going with Bret Hart. Yeah, that seems, I mean, he's probably my favorite going to the finals here. Well, here we are round three. We're down to the last eight. What do you call that James? Uh, the elite eight, the, uh, the quarterfinals. Can we do, uh, can we, I don't remember when we did the piss break last time. Can we do the piss break? God damn! I like a fucking racehorse, dude. Go, go. I can read read the room, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to put a lovely transition here. Everyone has gone onesies. <laughs> this is a terrible reintroduction. I uh, somehow went number three. Is that is that an option? No one brings up number three. Sorry. Then where you pee out of your butt? <sighs> Been doing that for 44 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did it on stage. So, folks, we're down to the final eight here, and I'm going to get right to it. The first match is... Jerry Luller. Sorry, I'm watching Silence put a big fat chaw in. Yes. <laughs> Yeehaw, baby. 
I heard Jerry Lawler, baby. And I said I had to go down to Minfo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jerry the King Lawler versus John Cena. Now, I'm just going to leave it open to discussion. Okay. Wow. Because we're getting to the thick of things here, and I don't need to throw to people. If you got something to say, get in on it. The one thing that Jerry Lawler is not credited for was his absolute mastery of not being able to hear him call his spots. John Cena, unfortunately, (laughs) lives in an era where there's really good audio pickup on HD cameras. I'm almost convinced that he had a microphone in his shorts. I hey, uh, tackle, drop down, leapfrog. Like, goddamn, keep it I, down, man. I feel really bad because I am also a heavy breather and I can't talk too much shit because I am also guilty of said sin and I work really hard on it. But I am going to say that Jerry Lawler gets really mad that he can, he knows that everyone can hear Cena's calls. Lawler kicks him in the dick and rolls him up one, two, three. Yeah, he starts shooting. Silas, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think Jerry Lawler goes over on John Cena, the Marine? Yeah, I mean, if he started shooting on him, like, I don't think either one of them are known to be shooters. And that's the so point. It's, it's going to be the worst shoot worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> so like, well, now I'm actually seeing these guys really fighting. Uh, I think actually fighting's fake. <laughs> now I think it's. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as well known as uh, Lawler was for. Um, you know, just being being amazing, being the biggest draw in Memphis. I mean, he was fucking John Cena's on another level, man. Like the modern day Hogan, fucking Cena's in a goddamn Hollywood movies. Like he only does jobs to fucking Roman Reigns and like Brock. Le- like, <laughs> sorry, Jerry, I love children. you, baby. Hey, I what? love you. I think Devin Dixon's going to wrestle Jerry here soon. So, you oh. know what? Fuck you, Jerry. You're going to get your old ass whipped, baby. Whoa. Just <laughs> like you're getting whipped by John Cena, daddy. Wow. Uh, boy, the WWE got to Silas, huh? James, who do you think wins in That's Jerry funny. Lawler? Versus he John, up Cena. John Cena did a job to Idris Elbra in a fucking major movie last year. Um, <laughs> Never seen it. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> Where's the footage? I ain't seen it. What was that? Fast and the Furious 20? All right. well, no, no in, in The Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I don't watch I, movies with suicide in the name. You're... <laughs> <laughs> you're just Elba, who, uh, ironically, John Cena now kind of is a comedian, a comedic uh, actor. Idris Elba used to be the doorman at Caroline's and supposedly sold weed to Dave Chappelle. Let's just put it all together there. Um, yeah. I got... God, Damn it! It's uh, I, I. It's weird. I like. I never rooted for Cena. I think he's a nice guy now, and I think he's. I actually think he's a better actor and better than The Rock in uh and stuff. But fuck, I, the old school hillbilly and me. I, I'm gonna put over the king. I'm giving the southern, the former southern heavyweight champion. I'm giving it to the king. It's funny a- that the only guy who's actually from the south is <laughs> Jerry Lawler. Isn't that isn't that hilarious? But. I grew up well, with I'm, hours of Southern wrestling and I love it. And, and I have a feeling that's, that if Lawler and I hung out in real life would not get along and mm-hmm. Cena would be great to have a beer with and bullshit and talk about the old Celtics. But um, I, I'm going to give it to Lawler. Man. Like that's the thing is like when I, when I was younger, 
it was all just Cena. Like that was like on his come up. I was like 12 or 13. So like when <laughs> I really started getting into wrestling, it was all about, and I also got his autograph, you know, right. Fucking, I'm Mark for Cena. Sue me. You're that right age, right? So, you know, whereas James and I are a little bit older and we probably looked at whoever the generation before was. So mm. I get it. I understand. Well, anyway, moving on. A great match. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes versus the Japanese Dream, Antonio Inoki. Oh, Jesus. So tough. James, I'm going to start with you. Since... It, I, I mean, it seems like a layup for you, Dusty Rhodes being your favorite of all time. I can't, I can't go against the dream. I, at one point, he probably, if he keeps advancing, will have to do the job. But I got to go. I love the goddamn America dream. He influences me as a host. I tell that to young comedians. They're like, what, old man? What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, go get a job. I love the America dream. He means the world to me. He influenced I, me as the lead singer of a punk band. That's right. God he used damn. to cut promos on the audience doing dream material. Yes. When he died, no bullshit. Um, so many comics were influenced. I bump into the great Mike Lawrence, and he just all he said to me as he was leaving the venue I was about to go in is uh I love you. He did the end, the least known part of the uh the hard times promo. He goes, I love you, and just walked the fuck to the train. I, I love you, Dusty. I give it to Dusty Rhodes. Cody, what do you think? It's incredibly difficult because my Japanese nerd boner is going to get knocked in the dirt on this one because we lost Kenta Kabashi. Um, and it yeah, breaks and my heart. The winner of Boogie Mania won Masawa. So yes. I suppose so, it, it was a pipe dream to see two Japanese guys win season yes. after season. And I am adamantly fighting my nerd uh, in my older years because I don't get these kids, man. Uh, I am going <laughs> to have to say I'm going with the dream, baby. Yeah, Silas. Here, Daddy. It's about time we had that dusty finish I was talking about from the beginning. Yes. Antonio Inoki is going to be hitting the dream with that chair, Daddy. He's going to be whacking him on the outside. He's going to roll him in. Well, the American dream is going to get back on him. He's going to go up for that big 10-punch, Daddy, that the people want to see. And that no-good scoundrel, Antonio Inoki, going to throw him over the top rope, Daddy. But you know what? That's illegal. Ring that bell, referee. The American dream lives on, Daddy, at Boogie Man. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes goes on. Look well, at that. This next one might be much easier. Scott Hall versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh, still a good match. Great match. Uh, but I feel like the way everyone would kind of lean. I'm going to start with Silas again. Scott Hall shows up drunk. Can't even <laughs> get in the ring. Fucking gets arm dragged 30 consecutive times. Let's go, Ricky. <laughs> I'm picking Ricky. I'm tired of this fucking bullshit just because the guy died recently. I want Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Cody, what do you what, do you agree? I, I would have to absolutely agree. And there is something that I will say. Um, I think that Scott Hall tried to make up for it on the back end. Right. He seemed like he tried to live the rest of his days like a decent human being. But if we're going to go for white meat, baby face inside and outside of the ring, 
Ricky Steamboat is a gem of a human being and deserves some credit. So let's go with the dragon. Technically, I already thought Scott Hall was, uh, yeah, I want to put Trish Stratus back in this shit, but. Uh, <laughs> what if you would have done that again? In the next matchup, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Trish Stratus. It's like, no, motherfucker, she lost two rounds ago. <laughs> I want her there so bad with the booby button. And the winner, Trish Stratus. I don't know how she won the whole thing. Yeah. James, uh, do you feel the same way, Ricky, over Scott? Yes. Uh, Ricky was such a white meat baby face. It worked against him um, because I think one of the reasons his runs weren't uh, long is uh, bringing, uh, God bless his son, bringing his fucking baby out dressed as a dragon is not going to get you over in the 90s, even as (laughs) As the world was changing to grunge and gangster rap, you're a champion. Oh, and the little dragon. People were like, yo, fuck the little dragon. So <laughs> God bless them. Per- most perfect white meat baby face ever. Uh, Ricky's through. Well, <clears throat> next is a rebatch of WrestleMania 13. Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. I have a feeling things are going to go much differently this time. Uh, who who hasn't gone first in a minute? I, I'm having a hard time keeping track of all this shit. James, we'll just say okay. you. Let's do it, buddy. Um, great match. Uh, let's go with Stone Cold. And let's let here. I want my friends, my rest, my actual the wrestlers of this show to be happy. So let's just reverse the finish. Let's have Bret Hart not tap. He passes out, and then Stone Cold revises them, and they have a drink together. Let's do that in the in the sharpshooter. Yeah, Cody, uh, I actually like this idea. What about you? I I'm okay with the idea, and I'm the the main reason I have been looking up these matches is because I do think it is important for people to watch tape. Yes. That is one thing I do want to clarify. I think it's something that is. Uh, undervalued and not appreciated by a lot of today's generation. And you can learn a lot from tape. And this match at WrestleMania 13, we talked about recently on the podcast. It's a brilliant match. And if I'm going to really give my honest opinions, I think that it did make Stone Cold Steve Austin into what he was. But I feel like I'm so bitter about Bret Hart's tail end in WWF. And I understand that he was at fault, but I'm going with Bret Hart on this one. I am changing history. James, Wait, not changing history. He won. Yeah, I'm keeping it the way. Yeah. Keeping it that James, way. did you say that Stone Cold won? I had Stone Cold put the sharpshooter on Bret. And, and Bret, Bret passes out. Well, then that makes Silas the tiebreaker. And boy, this is tough to pick one over the other. Man, Quite is. honestly, I know everyone is really look stone cold, stone cold. I've already made my my point on that. But Bret Hart is having a re- uh, renaissance very recently. Yeah, man, and like especially if this thing's for legacy and shit like that. Like you listen to Stone Cold talk about it, like just the you can tell what are the kind of a, like you have to be sort of psychotic to be really, really good at something. Cause you have to obsess over it. And he always talks about how, like when he was in the corner, he's like, man, I should have just stayed there for 30 more seconds. And I really, and everyone already calls it the greatest match of all time. Mm-hmm. Like and he's like, Oh, it would have been that much better with that 30 seconds. I think stone cold's the kind of guy 
who already has been injured in this tournament in my head cannon because he got dropped on his yeah. deck by Anoki. Man, I think fucking he has the respect. Bret Hart deserves respect. Let's give the man his flowers. Bret Hart's pulling wow. it out, man. Uh, yeah. I was leaning stone cold at first, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, man, I fucking love Bret. Devin Dixon's favorite wrestler. Pretty crazy. Still Gordy, but that's the fun part of Boogie Mania is uh, the but greatest rest, the greatest um, or most popular wrestler in history can be eliminated. But he's eliminated by one of the best wrestlers of all time. To Correct. be fair, yes. What were you saying, James? Wild. This is wild. Well, well, we're down to the final four. Uh, match number one: Jerry Lawler, the King. Throwing fireballs and other magic spells, <laughs> magic missile, uh, against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, James, we'll start with you. Well, this is interesting. So it's the guy who was on top a lot in his territory against the guy who won the belt three times for a combined 39 seconds. Um, <laughs> but he was on top. At first, I didn't know. Who you were talking about? Well, yeah, well, yeah but I mean, Dusty, but like he never held the belt too long. Right. Uh, he'd get that TV title, but whatever. You know where I have to go. What a fun two good guys, uh, like legends. God, this final four is so fascinating. Holy shit. Um, I'm, I got to go, Dusty. Get me out of the way. Get the Dusty vote out of the way. At this, I'm, as much as I've respected uh, Jerry, you got to go with Dusty in this. Cody, Jerry Lawler versus Dusty Rhodes. For just historical reference, yes, the match did happen, but it happened in 2002, so it's probably not the best. Oh, wow. I will say, I'm I'm gonna have to vote Dusty as well. Oh, that's pretty easy. Silas, have anything to add? Oh, in yeah, character, yeah, baby. That <laughs> fireball ain't getting nowhere near the American dream. The, a beautiful curly hair, baby. I'm sorry, Jerry, but you're doing the job tonight, Daddy. Now, what if he's throwing that fireball while he's wearing one of those fur coats? <laughs> oh, my God. Be yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> he could be going into the finals with some uh, third-degree burst. Have I voted against <laughs> Jerry Lawler every time? I feel like I have. Like, I feel like I'm betraying old Jerry. <laughs> what the southerner are you, goddammit? Oh, man. Voting he's, against He's a young guy. What do you want? He he's doesn't a run. Yankee. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm trying – Giving my allegiance fully to Canada. I've been there one time. It was great. <laughs> it is great. Silas, do you are you not, not sweet tea then? Are you going to come clean on that now? Are you I actually hate sweet tea? I don't I, like it. The proof's in the pudding, and I fucking will drink it right now. And I'm yeah. manneristic, and I count calories, and I would drink a gallon of it right now in front of you. Dude, I but I'll tea. tell you, I will put you down with some biscuits and gravy, though, man. I can eat oh, a million yeah. pounds yes. of biscuits and gravy. Yes. Breakfast. That's how you get these muscles, baby. It's That's all right. biscuits and gravy. <laughs> White gravy is uh, known to really just fucking bulk up someone's muscles. Oh, yeah. It's well, the sodium. Well, folks. <laughs> get some <welcome>. vascularity popping. All <laughs> that sodium. Well, folks, welcome back to Tennessee Talk. I'm your host, Timothy <laughs> Stiles. <laughs> and <laughs> the I other man. Wildfires out here the other day. Man, that shit was crazy. I almost burnt down half a page in Forge. Yeah, I had to get my sister out of the barn. All right. Uh, fucking. Uh, did you have Tommy Rich in the last one? 
Yeah, he was there. Wildfire, Tommy Rich. Trump <laughs> stayed in the last Boogie Mania. No, no, he wasn't. You better put this son of a bitch in the next one, but I want him as the Italian Tommy Rich. <laughs> yes, it has to be Italian Tommy Rich. All right, the other match, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Bret Hart. Talk about baby faces. Uh, yep. Well, let's start with Silas. Mm. Oh, Canada. <laughs> My nation tis. I don't know how to fucking. I, don't, I have no idea what the words are other than "Oh Canada," but I mean, like, yeah, Ricky's Dragon Steamboat. This is also Cody. Yes. When does this match happen? Let's tell the people. Uh, Boston Garden, May eighth, nineteen eighty six. Probably a hell of a match too, and that's the thing. Like even Bret Hart working face, which I'm imagining him working face throughout most of this tournament. He could turn on the heel thing when he needed to if it was face versus face. And just the selling of Ricky, this would be barn burner of a match, but the hitman goes on. Mm. My new homeland, Canada. I love it. How do you feel about Rush? Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they call me the working man. I'll tell you that. There you go. That was a good rush back when they were Black Sabbath. Cody, what do you think about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Brett the Hitman Hart? I have to put over that Black Sabbath joke just real quick. Give me one second. All right, so Silas mentions Ricky Steamboat selling, which I think was very, very, very top-notch in the 80s. And then when he transitioned from the 80s into the 90s i felt like his selling and this is going to piss a lot of people off i wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of his selling and if we're going to compare selling to selling <laughs> watch uh, silas is cocking his fist back on me right he's, now he's firing up watch, bro. he's getting ready for a comeback watch brett hart take a a turnbuckle to the sternum Watch Bret Hart take a guardrail to the sternum. Watch Bret Hart would murder himself. He took, Bret Hart took some crazy bumps, right? Ricky Steamboat sold some interesting back rakes. I think that it would be (laughs) a, a good match to go back and watch, and I'm going to watch it after we're done with this, but I am going to pledge my allegiance to Canada as well. Kids in the Hall is one of my favorite things in the world. I'm looking forward to the new season. And they are Canadian as well, so we're going with Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, James, it's already locked in, but what do you think? Because it's all referencing Eastern fucking Canada shit, and it's a totally <laughs> different world, boys. I hate to break it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I I, I want to watch the match because um, clearly they used to do it for the big venues: MSG, Boston Garden. Uh, Maple Leaf Garden, they would do local television and Gorilla Monsoon would either have Bobby, Lord Alfred Hayes, or some local sportscaster. And this is why uh, I think the match will be super fun. In addition to it being a great match, um, Gorilla Monsoon being an old Italian from Rochester pluralizes the Boston Garden. So it's always fun to watch those be like, where were the big match is at the Boston Gardens. It was never the Boston Garden. It was always the Boston Gardens. Like there was plural. So that's fun. Um, I was waiting on this gag. I'm going to sell it even though Ricky left. I was going to jest if it was a tiebreaker. I was just going to do this. God damn my phone. I was going to play his old theme music, which is the Chicago Bulls fucking theme music. I love it when jokes completely bomb. (laughs) 
I mean, the worst thing about Vince not paying for rights is when you watch WrestleMania 3 and the dragon comes out to that corny horse shit. And yes. not, the place, no one could fucking control themselves when he came out with this shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with, with everyone's favorite stooge, the animal, and that little ring. Hairy as fuck, his bugs growing <laughs> on him and shit. Listen to this. Michael Jordan stole this shit from the dragon, and you want him to lose to a motherfucker with toonies in his pocket? Whatever. <laughs> Actually, the right the right call is Brett. <laughs> the, the joke right still landed, sir. Especially with thank you. Especially with Dusty waiting in the final, it needs to be Brett versus Dusty. Absolutely. Well, that's where we're at. The finals. It's uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Woo, buddy. I don't know. I, I feel like I have two of you locked down. So, Cody, I'm going to start with you. And then we're going to throw to James. And Silas was going to, pardon the phrase, finish us off. I The one thing that I really love about wrestling is that you can have two different styles complement each other very well. And I think that the brawling in this would be fascinating because Hart, once again, you saw he had a mean streak in the match he had with Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. Uh, there was also a last man standing match I saw that he had with Diesel. So he's got tricks up his sleeve. And I think it would be uh, interesting to see. I am a Bret Hart guy through and through. I love Dusty Rhodes. I am actually excited for Cody Rhodes to be back in WWE, and I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary he puts out about his father. Excited? Yeah. I'm excited to see that documentary, man. Like, It's not like there hasn't been a documentary about Dusty Rhodes before. Not done by his son. On WWE? You know, well, the, hey, the network but, of true tellers? Well, I mean, but look at the CM Punk uh, piece that they put out, man. Like, WWE... I'm going to give them credit when it's due. They, when they go in with something, they sometimes are able to pull it out. And I love Dusty, but I love Hart more. It's Bret Hart for me. James. Yeah. And, and uh, the A&E, other than the hit piece uh, on Macho Man, are, are kind of more fresh, these documentaries. And the, well, I, I watched the Dusty one once a year. It's kind of dated now, even with the graphics. And they had, Jesus Christ. Simon, they had Nova fucking talking about Dusty. So I'm looking forward to Cody. <laughs> Nova. I mean, Nova. Fucking Nova. He's a stooge. Get the fuck out, Nova. I mean, so this will be better and content, whatever. <laughs> so I'll go with Dusty, but I'm saying because I, let's build to, to the finish. Um, fuck. Here's the thing. If Dusty does win, I think then he loses to... Uh, who 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 won the last one? Marisa? Mazawa. Uh, Mazawa. Yeah, he has to then lose to Mazawa because I mean Dusty. It's weird. Dusty has to win for the feel good, but I do love his trajectory of winning and losing it right back, which is what I think they should do with Cody. Uh, I think he should beat Roman and then get fucked up by Roman like two weeks later or a month later, and that's and have that go on for six months. But that's another time. So we'll go to Dusty and then Silas. You're the tiebreaker, baby. Listen here, baby. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, knows when to go out of the tournament 
And that's when he's facing the best man in the tournament. Listen here, Bret Hart. I give him all, baby. I give it everything I had. I gave it every last drop of sweat, every last coat of blood I had in my body, baby. But you were the better man tonight, daddy. And Bret Hart <laughs> fucking wins, baby. Wow. That's wow. How it, is. It, has to, that's, it has to be there. There's the Bret Hart revival going on. We're trying to get numbers up for this. People see it like, oh, I finally heard about Bret Hart. All I've been doing was watching uh, Joey flips his pants and all his other bullshit. <laughs> Joey flips his pants. Uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, I saw some guy do a, a, oh, wait, Canadian destroyer. Bret Hart's Canadian. Does he do? Cana we can trick some people into fucking actually watching good wrestling for once. And ain't that what this whole podcast is about? If I'd like to think so. God damn it. All right. For uh, Bret Hart, numbers, baby, for the people. Yeah, Cody, what do you think? Bret Hart wins the whole thing. That, yes, indeed. It was a shoe win, right? Sorry, I feel like I got some lag there. It was a yeah, shoe win, right? I think so. Yeah, James? Yes, sir. Look, I mean, what? We've got two wrestlers. This is their science. This is great. So God bless Bret Hart. And when the ratings tank the next week, it, you two are to blame. A little <laughs> bit more lag there. <laughs> what a perfect time to have lag and to end the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Been going great the entire time until the very end. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, folks, thanks for uh, tuning in. Check us out every week. Turnbuckleboogie.com. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. And I also want to... This is the second time that we've done Boogie Mania. And if this is the council, this is the council I want to have all the time. Silas, I'm glad that you were back on two feet. I'm glad that you're jacked, chiseled, and ready to get back in the ring. James, I am so elated to see you tearing it the fuck up. And I'm bummed out that I was not able to see you last time you were in town. Oh, good, baby. Mr. Styles, my friend, none of this could be possible without your work. And we are thankful that we have the opportunity to do this with you boys once again. Oh, well, thanks a lot, man. Uh, James, thank you very much for thank being you, here. Buddy. Thank you. The James Madden Instagram and June 3rd. Please go to YouTube and watch the check spot. Uh, it's in black and white. It's very different. I know everyone's doing crowd work now, but this is totally different. And everyone's paying their bills and ignoring me while I did a, a comment special. So kiss my tush, baby. Yeah, and finally, Silas Mason, the Thrill Billy. Thank you very much for being here, buddy. Hey, it's always a blast with y'all at Thrill Billy TCB on everything, and I'm going to be having my very first match back since my injury. If I'm going heel, my supposed injury that never happened. There it is. I'm going baby face. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going babyface, I'm going to be fighting whoever it is that broke my leg. You'll have to find out. It's going to be at Joe Kazana Promotions, Sweetwater, Tennessee. Buy a plane ticket and fly out to a beautiful Sweetwater, Tennessee. And then uh, it's going to be May 7th at uh, La Follette, Tennessee. But hopefully I can come out there. We all get together sometime out in old Vegas. And me and Cody can be in a tag team match against each other. I would there be. Death Proof versus the Mason-Dixon line is on my short list of things to do. And I do have a request for an episode on next season. And I want it to be named Silas Mason's Dusty Rhodes Impression. <laughs> and I'm going to get and the that. loser of the match has to kiss the winner. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> that way we have to kiss regardless. It's All a win-win. Right, <laughs>
All right, kids. See you next Monday.